Welcome to the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast, where it's all about how to use creative thinking in your business for a standout brand with your host, Joe Gifford. Hi, it's Joe Giffords here. Welcome to episode 22 of Blow Up the Blueprint. I'm so thrilled today, guys, to be sharing with you this conversation between myself and one of my favorite ever human beings, Phoebe Morocek. Phoebe and I are BFFs and girlfriends in real life, and she's also one of my favorite ever people when it comes to business. What she knows about business is just incredible. And the way that Phoebe weaves in personal development and transformation and experiences into her masterminds and workshops and the way that she creates experiences for her clients is just phenomenal. So pull up a chair and listen in to this Facebook live chat, which we did together on Tuesday, the 17th of April. 2018. So the sound might be slightly different from normal. And listen in as we talk about what unbecoming really means as you unravel parts of you and become who you really are. What showing up in your power really means for your life and business. How masterminds have been a phenomenal piece of Phoebe's business, both from the transformations of her clients and from the way that she runs them. And also how it really works when you connects with your brilliance and who you really are with your messaging and how that affects every piece of your life and business. As always, I'd love to hear from you guys after the show. So feel free to find me on Instagram at the Joe Gifford and the same on Twitter at the Joe Gifford. You could also pop me an email joe at joegifford.co or find me online joegifford.co. I love being part of the conversation with you all and as always, if you feel inspired to share this with a friend, I'd be so grateful. And please feel free to leave a review on iTunes because it helps everyone to get the message about blowing up the blueprint. All right, let's dive in. Okay, and we're live. Hi, everyone. It's Joe Giffords here. A little bit late to the broadcast because hashtag Mercury retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was working my end. We've had time zone fails. We've had text files. But I'm here with the superb... Phoebe Morocek. Hi, Phoebs. Hey, how are you doing? I'm so excited to be here. We've been talking about this for ages. So <laughs> we have, we have, we have. So the lovely Phoebs is actually, you know, she's a biz BFF of mine, but she's actually a real life actual BFF. She's my girl. So I'm so pleased to have my lady on here. And we thought we'd do a live podcast record for you so you can see Phoebe. And obviously, this will all be packaged up for the podcast in a week or so's time. But we are going to dig into some stuff today that I know you guys will really love because Phoebe has a brain that is just phenomenal. So we're going to be talking about funnel stuff, so marketing funnels, and a subject that's really close to Phoebe's heart and mine, actually, which is unbecoming, which is the subject of your podcast. And also we can talk about what that means in life and business. And then just jamming, I reckon, girl. Yeah, that's what we do every day, pretty much anyways. <laughs> it's just live for other people to see. <laughs> I know, so we've got to really rein it in. I was just saying, before we went live, I was like, you to be careful to not do any private jokes actually online. <laughs> I feel like you were entertaining. <laughs> I forget that I'm not just in Phoebe's boxer right now. There's actually people on the interwebs. So Phoebe Morocek, those who haven't had the honor of meeting you, do you want to explain who you are? Oh, I mean, how much time do you have? I feel like that's a good setup. So I am a business coach for entrepreneurs that are just looking to do business a little bit differently. I find a lot of people right now are all in the hustle mode and just feel like there's one way to do business. And I'm actually not even kind of, I am the opposite of that. I actually just don't believe that to be true. So 
something that I'm a world traveler. I've lived in a bunch of different countries and I'm just all about adventure and living life full out and living a life that feels really alive, where you feel alive in all senses, in all experiences and that you're truly getting to experience life. You're not just sleeping your way through it. You're actually like alive and you're present and you're awake to what is available to us because it really is amazing. And just when you do start to open up um, the relationships that you start to, you know, attract into your life is just amazing. So I help people that are interested in having it all, right? Having the great relationships that are having a great successful business, but they're not defined by their business. Their business is an extension of who they are, but their business, it's like they just feel like everything that they've been doing is not working and they're not wondering or they're wondering why they can't quite fit into that cookie cutter mold that everyone else is preaching. And mine is to create our own mold and to bust out of the mold actually and just live a life that feels true to us, whoever we are and whatever our passions and interests are. So Amen. <laughs> I'm just like so much joy hearing you say all that because obviously I know this. I know that you live it. I know that we live it as friends. I know that this is stuff we explore through our conversations. And this is so important. And obviously my stuff is blowing up the blueprint and using creativity to live a life on your own terms and to run your business on your own terms is so aligned with what you do and how you work. So let's go back to people who are like, well, hey, I want to live life on my own terms and I want to live full out. But in this book over here, it says that to have a lifestyle business, I need to do blah, 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 blah. What is happening in the world where we are in circles where lots of people are aware that they can change the way they work? But I see that we're still stepping into straitjackets. Is that something that you're seeing? Absolutely. And I think it's, it actually just goes back to our childhood, right? Where we're conditioned in a classroom to listen to the leader, to listen to the teacher, follow instructions and fit in, right? The person who yells the loudest is the one who gets punished and who has to sit in time out and who doesn't get to, you know, the person who's different gets shunned and ostracized from their class, from their friends. Mm -hmm. And so from that, it's like, we're all taught that like march in a straight line. And I did that for a really long time. And then it's just really unfortunate that Normally, it's some sort of catastrophe really wakes you up to like, what are we doing? And for me, the word purpose is interesting because people find it, I certainly find it very constricting, right? Very limiting. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is my purpose? It's the one Mm. thing and it's so finite. And if I don't get the right thing, then, you know, and then I just spend my whole life searching for that one thing. And it's like soulmates and all that. Like, it just feels very final, right? And so, you know, there's one passion, one purpose, one soulmate, one thing, and you're like, what if it's all the things and I'm moving through them and I'm adventuring? <laughs> right. And it's like, I always, I would get really frustrated with myself because I felt very contradictory. I was like, right. well, I want to travel the world, but I also really want to feel grounded in a home. And so I was just always straddling the fence on everything because, but you're chosen or you're told to choose one thing. And so that one thing for me has been really limiting in my life. And then, you know, I had some kind of catastrophe happened where I just had to like wake myself or I was woken up to life and to what is like, what am I actually doing? And do I want to be doing this? No. But what I want to do is I want to intercept them before they hit catastrophe, right? Before they hit something, you know, the catastrophe of an illness or somebody dies or something serious happens in your life, you lose your job, whatever it is, it's very relative to who you are and how you've experienced life. But I feel that 
if we can intercept people in that way before any of that happens, then we can actually begin to create proactively rather than reactively and create a business that feels truly aligned to who you are in your personality. And we're all so different. And so from the conditioning, when we're little to be like, yeah, you need to march in a straight line to here's the blueprint to how to, which is very timely and relevant to, to your audience for sure, which is like, you have, you know, the one blueprint that you need to follow exact rules, but there's no room for movement and for fluidity and for clarity and for finding whatever the purpose of the season is. Oh so gosh. That, that yes. is truly my belief that we just, it's not a one singular purpose in life. It's, we can have this umbrella term in terms of a purpose, but that purpose can slot into different seasons. And how do we show up in Reasons to a this, maybe whatever time that looks like, whatever the results are that influence that. Purpose for a season. Mm. <laughs> That's so nice. I really like got me all like mm. because it, it is our purposes change as we grow and evolve as humans, as we grow and evolve in our relationships and our work. And I know certainly my wake up call, one of them, as you know, was my breakdown like. 12 years ago now, almost 13 years ago. And I know that I was feeling that sort of tap, 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 tap of my little intuition of, you need to be doing something else. And I was like, no, 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 because this is what you do. You do the career. And I loved my career. I loved what I was doing. I had the life. I had all that I, you know, had aimed for up until that point. And my intuition was going, yeah, but what if we explore a little bit? What if, what if we kind of color it outside the edges? I was like, oh, let's numb that down. Yep. And so I resulted in a big crash, which then led me to explore other options. And I've been exploring ever since. But I love the idea of intercepting people before they get to that. And what do you think people might be feeling if they're aware they're ready for change feeds? So what might people be feeling? Want to intercept them before that moment. They're probably, like I know in my case, I was starting to feel, hmm, I'm going to start questioning, is this the right way? I don't feel like I'm quite fitting in like I thought I would. You know, what do people feel before they make a leap? Yeah, so they're just feeling, I think, a little uneasy, right? It's mm. you keep trying these things and it doesn't quite feel right. You're trying, you've bought a course in, in our case with um, online entrepreneurs. It's like you try a course and you're like, ah, it doesn't really feel like me, but I'm going to go with it because that's mm. what I'm told to do. I'm going to follow instructions. And so I'm going to get on the course and I'm probably going to model myself after whoever is teaching the course. And so you become this like chameleon, right? I used to pride myself on being a chameleon because I felt like I could fit into all these different circles. But what I really realized and chameleons can be great if you are staying true to who you are, but it's also when you start to lose that and you start to dilute your personality and your quirks, which is what actually draws people to you. You start to dilute that because you don't feel like it's, important or you feel like oh all right I'll save those for my friends my going out friends or my workout friends or whatever like you just have pockets of people and you feel like you're not staying true to each group of people and so you're kind of constantly feeling like my analogy is always this like you feel like you're either drowning or drowning not many people like to associate as that because no one wants to admit that they're drowning (laughs) but what I like to say is like you feel like you're doggy paddling right it like doesn't look great but you're staying afloat and you're like so above the surface you're like all right I think hopefully nobody notices that below the surface I am like pedaling you know and just going (laughs) paddling that's so how I swim (laughs) (laughs) somebody on the shore sees you they're like oh Joe looks great she's swimming and she's moving in a direction a direction but what we really want to get to is 
I mean, first it's like that gradual change, right? It's not from, it's from doggy paddling to like breath stroke and I am not a swimmer. So this is a funny analogy because I'm like, crap, what comes next? (laughs) (laughs) So you're like breath stroking and then it's like, but then get onto, you need to like get into a flow, right? The flow of the river, the flow of the ocean, whatever it is, but actually like getting into the stream, into your stream, as opposed to letting the current just pull you along. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're, you know, miles away from your umbrella or your bathing suit, hopefully not your bathing suit, your towel, (laughs) maybe your bathing suit, but your towel, which is like all the way over there. And you don't know how you got to where you are. And that is so dangerous. And in terms of life and business, like if I apply what you just said to business, I know there's been so many times. So I've been self-employed now for 12 years, 13 years. And um, there's been so many times where I've been like, right, I'm going in that way because that seems to be what everyone's doing. And that needs, and I'm going to package myself up in this position. I'm going to try and fit in over here and then I'm going to project myself. It works for a while and then you become unstuck because the model isn't you because the way that you are presenting yourself isn't you. Like all the stuff just feels wrong. You're wearing someone else's identity, someone else's way of working, someone else's everything. Someone else's blueprint, right? Which is why we're blowing it up. And when you go back to being the rebel and, you know, I'm very much reminded of what just pinged into my head was when I was teaching graphic design years ago, one of my students was kind of working on the computer and she's kind of done this design and it was all beautiful and she printed it out and she was kind of really stuck she's like well I've done it but it doesn't feel good I literally ripped it all up and put it all back together I was like we can play we can play with this if you take it from a whole different perspective and you've gone away from this machinery and from this tool and you rip it up what happens when you reposition things a different way and there's so much expansion and freedom isn't there when you literally go right okay that's working for that person that person that person what's going to work for me and I think that's scary, right? Probably because scary. it's the thing that freedom draws us to entrepreneurship. The promise of freedom is like, okay, well, now we're working for ourselves. We have all this freedom, all this time. But then ultimately, it's that that drives us away from entrepreneurship and that feels uh, that makes us feel stuck is that freedom like over here, it's like, I can do anything I want. And then over here, it's like, oh, my God, I can do anything I want. Now, what do I do? And so it's that, you know, juxtaposition where you feel like, I know that I can do anything, but what do I do? And mm. the from all the things that we read online, it's like that starts to kind of topple over us or create layers or boundaries where we don't feel like we can bust through that because mm. we're taught not to do that, you know, follow the rules. But when we feel a little bit uneasy in our business and we're just hoping nobody figures it out, that we don't actually know what we're doing. And we're like, oh my gosh, I hope no one can see, right? That yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing, but it's just getting the play. Like for me, play and adventure Uh are the biggest things. That is like really, I think if you add, well, I was going to say, if you ask any of my friends, here you are. Uh Um, Not my best friend, but (laughs) (laughs) one of my my really good friends, right? Oh my God, God, some of the things that come out of my mouth are just eye rollable. But if you ask my friends, like, what am I really about? It is that like fun and play and adventure. And how do we bring that into our business? Because when did business become not fun anymore? Like that is so frustrating to me when I'm like, what's exciting? Like one of the questions that I ask in my intake survey for my mastermind is like, is business exciting for you right now? If yes, why? If no, why? And it is so interesting to see the responses that come through. And so many people are like, yeah, it's so exciting. And I'm like, all right, let's get under that. Because what's actually happening is that they don't want to admit that they're not having fun, but they just need help. How do we say, well, actually, 
it looks like everyone else is having a really good time. I'm really struggling. So I'm going to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really yeah. excited about what's coming up. And you're there every morning going, what do I need to do to make this yeah. happen? And yeah. what, when you, because I know if we sliced you up, Phoebes, it's like a Brighton Rock and I've got a mini joining me. This is, <laughs> uh, this is my, one of my pieces of fun. That's great to know, if we sliced up you, Phoebes, we'd see fun and adventure right through you like a Brighton Rocks that you're like, that's who you are. And I know for me, what I talk to my peeps about as well is play is so important because for many reasons, right? When you connect with play, you allow your brain to think of ideas, you get into flow, you allow your intuition to spark, you connect with who you are. Whereas if you're constantly, if you recreate a cubicle in your entrepreneurial life after you've made the leap, you're no different to being trapped in a job that you just left. And actually you're probably worse off because now you're you know, trying to hustle for paycheck. And you your know. boss sucks now because and all of a sudden your boss, exactly, your boss is following you around everywhere telling you how awful you are. You know, that's, right. that's not fun, right? And actually, one thing that I do want to say about that is I always talk about like getting outside and playing and sitting and grounding and all of that stuff. But it's also something that I just caught myself this weekend. I was going out to play with an expectation of ideas, right? Yeah. And I had to like, I didn't catch myself until later that afternoon. I was like, oh my gosh, here I am. I've been sitting outside. I mean, beautiful. I live in San Francisco and it's such a beautiful day. And it was like blue skies and green everywhere. And I was like journaling, but I was journaling for a purpose mm. as opposed to just like letting it go. And that is something that I preach so often is like, is to go out and play an adventure with no expectation of flow. And I'm not, I'm going to go out and put my feet in the grass and then an idea is going to come up like right that's, that's where we get into a total rut and that's not fair either to you or to your clients to the people your audience whoever's listening to you so it's, it's really so important true. that you go out with no expectations it's almost like you can't put flow on a pomodoro timer you can't be like right for the next 20 minutes i'm gonna be in flow and then i'm gonna go outside ground meditate crystals on time and then i'm gonna come back in and i'm gonna schedule things that i need to do and i think that for people who are ambitious and productive and all of that stuff i think that letting go is so counterintuitive but it's actually one of the best things you can do and research does show doesn't it that i think if you get into the flow state, you're actually, I think it's like it's either 500% or 700% more productive. So, you know, there's research that backs that up anyway, that if you allow yourself the flow state, you'll be more productive. And aside from all the other benefits of having fun, laughing, mm -hmm. you know, rediscovering who you are, actually allowing life to be fun. And we, there's definitely that thing of if you go on Pinterest or you look at anyone who's got like a printable or something out there, it becomes another thing where we're like, actually, flow and play is the antithesis of that. It's not yep. another job to do. This should be like the core of your day. There should be stuff that lights you up get out there in the mud, go out and kind of hang out with the wildflowers and, and hug trees and like, you know, <laughs> which is my day on Saturday. <laughs> totally, I think, and I completely agree. It's like flow becomes another thing for us to measure up against that we're going to fail constantly. It's like, oh, I didn't reach flow. Let me beat myself <laughs> up again for another, yeah. you know, it's so frustrating. And so I just find like, I kind of repackaged flow in terms of like being fully alive. Like when you, and for me, that's like all senses. I can like, when I'm actually sitting there, I got into kind of a, a flow this morning 
in my workout class because you literally cannot think of anything else other than what is actually happening. And you so, have a hardcore workout class as well. So I, 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 know. That. I know, and I, my hair is still wet from it, but it's like you can smell, you can taste, you're seeing, you can hear, and you can actually feel things. And that is like just being in that where your mind is only, it can't be anywhere else but present. And that is, is so that important. Is- and that can occur in random times of the day. You've got Amy saying hi to you on the comments feed. That could occur, you know, I find it sometimes rock up if I have tools down and then, you know, perhaps I'm cooking a meal or something for family and I'm in, in the kitchens with some music on and I'm just kind of allowing that space to think. I might then have an insight for like the next option that I need to do or someone that I should contact or an idea for a workshop or it might be in a yoga class, it might be out on a walk, it might be in those tiny pockets of time. But we are so uber connected and plugged in to every single piece of Wi-Fi and all the apps all the time that we never allow ourselves that space to switch off and I know that something that I build into my day and my weeks and my life really is to not only be connected when we need to but to intentionally step away from all the things from all the tech from all the stuff because we never allow that you know we become so used to instantly reacting to a like or a comment or a message or whatever we don't need to that stuff can wait we can go and play you know I think the other thing is it's been proven that when we get these like Facebook likes and stuff, we get that same rush of, I think it's like a hit of dopamine that like we feel amazing all of a sudden. And it's so interesting because for me, there's a real disconnect in the feeling truly supported and being truly supported. So the feeling truly supported online, you know, like we reach and we strive for connection when we Mm. go to Facebook and we go to Instagram and there are opportunities for connection. Mm -hmm. However, I think we're really craving intentional connection and we're craving this ability to really be seen by somebody and by or by a group of people in a way that we feel really comfortable i always talk about you know truth trust and transparency when those are not present we cannot actually be truly seen and we can't feel really connected and so those all need to be in place and in the line for us to get what we actually need to get which is we need to feel we're based in tribes way back in the day you know through history it's like We just, we exist as tribes. And so for now, a lot of us feel like we're in a tribe because we're in a Facebook group or we're part of this group or whatever. But are you actually showing up as that? And I think that there is a huge opportunity that's being missed right now by business owners, especially to actually be plugged into a group and not need to see, you know, and to really be seen in that group but not need all the other likes and comments. And that's great. And as you begin to get those more and more, as long as you are being honest with yourself and honest with your audience, you're trusting your own judgment, wisdom, intuition, and then you're being completely transparent about how you're feeling. You know, I'm not saying to get on a Facebook live and cry your way through it, but it's also like, (laughs) amen to you. But that's it. Like if that's real, right? And, And I think that we don't build, and one of my... One of the things that I really try to help people with is to, we build businesses as an extension of ourselves. And so if you are not working, your biz, there's no way that your business can work. And if your business isn't working, that's a huge opportunity to look into you and see what's not working. And the parallels that we can draw are so profound to say, and there's several times that I have in my mastermind, and you can probably attest to this, not directly to you, but potentially has been when somebody's talking about their business and I'm like, you know what? You could probably replace business with marriage or with Mm -hmm. kids 
or with your workouts, your health, your fitness, whatever it is, all areas of your life, your spirituality, because it's all connected. And when something in your marriage isn't working, what an amazing opportunity to say, okay, this isn't working. What is this showing me? Where is that being reflected to me in my business as well? And pulling all those pieces together is like what I love to do because oh. no one really treats it as that. And so, oh my God, that's what you are so good at freebie. And I, I want it. I'm going to cycle back a minute to what you said about being seen. Because what we said earlier on about, you know, when you make the leap and you're working for yourself and we're looking for those dopamine hits on the email signups, on the likes, on the, on the Instagram comments, blah, blah, blah. If no one sees you, if you don't feel seen for all your faults, for all your vulnerabilities, for all your awesomeness, that becomes a really tough ride. And now I was in your mastermind last year, right? And we're going to talk about you know how you run your mastermind because they are just phenomenal. And when we finished up, we each, what an amazing group of women, right, that we had, and we can talk about that. We all finished up didn't we by telling each person in the group how we saw them i mean my god ugly cry fest right i have the audio still (laughs) and even just thinking about it just gives me the all the blubs but and i have never felt more seen in my life and my business than when we have that group of women who know your faults who know your sticking points who can call you on it with love but see your brilliance and your awesome that is powerful. And when everyone went round and said, Joe, I see you for blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we were just like, oh my, <laughs> oh my God, on the floor with like all, all the tissues. But then when you see other people and they see you, you can, we all rise, right? We all rise. So let's delve into that power of being seen and how you create that in, in your work. It's phenomenal. Thank you. I I have like all the chills. Just like going back to that moment because, you know, speaking of like total intuition and total flow and in the moment and being present, I actually didn't even have that planned. That was just something that I on the spot was like, it just kind of came out. And I said, okay, let's go around. And how do you, you know, you had to start with, you had to see that. Like, no, I just, <laughs> I don't know if I should admit that. It just came out. And I honestly think of the whole year. That was probably, and I don't know for you, but for me, that was the best thing that came out of what we did. That call for me, I have gone back and I've actually watched it and it is so emotional, but it's for the first time you really feel like everyone was truly seen, like you said. And I think the other side of that is when we want to be, you know, we desperately want to be seen for who we are, the quirks, the faults, the, the strengths, all the awesomeness. But at the same time, how often are we actually showing that? to people. And so it's one of those questions where you want to be seen, but are you showing yourself? So Mm. it's like this weird, and where do you get lost in the mix? Are you actually showing up as you do really? And this is the thing is, I think people do try to show up as themselves when they've done a little bit of work on themselves, but it's also nine times out of 10, they actually don't know who they are. And so how are you going to show the side of you that wants so desperately to be seen, but you actually don't know who that is. And so that's the kind of the intersection or the interception point for me is let's get people in the door that desperately want to know who they are, but they can't seem to crack it. They don't know they're being tugged in a bunch of different directions thinking I need to be a little piece of this and a little piece of that. And I'm only saying this because I have so been there and I've modeled my courses after certain people. And I go back and I even just thinking about it is so frustrating because I wish that I could go back and tell my 24, 25 year old self that you can just be you and be awesome and let it go. And that's always my advice to people that are asking me, you know, something's not working in business and I don't know quite how to, you know, I'm not getting the sales that I want on my program. Let's actually like go through it and let's talk about why you're doing it and who you are on my podcast. 
today that went out and it talks about how everyone focuses so much on your why, why you're doing the things, why this is coming out, what's the bigger why. And for me, it's who, the who has to come before the why, because Mm. if the who doesn't come before the why, then the why is meaningless. And the why is not based on anything foundational. So when you actually express who you are and you find out who you are, who you are in the world, what you're here to do, not in terms of purpose, but just who you're here to represent. Mm. And actually staying true to that, your why then comes automatically from that because you have a solid foundation of who you are. And then oh, all the other, you know, the, the what and then the how will show up for you. But if there are different pockets or areas of your life that are not working, I would 100 times out of 100 times, I would always go back to the who as opposed to the why. Beautiful. And there's just people, I think we wear so many different hats. We have so many different roles. You might be a friend, a sister, a daughter, a mother a partner, an entrepreneur, this, that, and the other, whatever we are. And I think it's so often we segment ourselves into different roles. And then sometimes you just wake up and you go, oh my God, how do these blend together? Who am I? What am I? And I know certainly one of the exercises that you know that I've been taking my Brilliance Reloaded peeps through, which works so well every time, is just connecting back to what I call your personal power paradigm, which is like your expertise, experience, approach, and personality, from which, same as you're saying, like it's the who, from there, they're like, oh my God, I totally see how all of that fuels who I am and what I do. And they suddenly write these bios and one-liners that are like mic drop moments. Everyone's flying towards them client-wise is because they've realigned themselves with who the hell they are and they start to own it and when you start to own that then you can everything comes from there doesn't it everything your message your offers how you evolve how you meet people what goes on in every piece of your life and especially if you are an entrepreneur on your own that tribe that you spoke about, babe, your masterminds, like finding a tribe that lovingly says, really, should we question that over there? And like, like I love being told off with a mastermind, actually. Because it, it's, it's, it's done with love, right? It's done with self-love. And it's not easy. Like growth is ugly. Growth can be beautiful, but growth can also be looking at all of your stuff in the mirror. But when you have a support team around you who are cheerleading you, who genuinely see you, who genuinely have your best interests at heart, and also that you can be yourself with with no judgment and no edges. Like you don't have to be, well, I'm a parent here, so I can't say that. Or I'm a public face, so I can't say that. Or I'm supposed to be the good girl and I can't say X, Y, Z. Like when you take away all those rules and you literally allow yourself to unbecome, segueing into the podcast, then all sorts happens. So tell us what unbecoming means for you and, and, and the work that you're bringing onto your podcast feeds. Yeah, so I was really struggling. I wanted to, I was struggling with the name of the podcast because nothing was sticking out to me and I wanted it to be something that was a really strong word. And so I found this quote by Paulo Coelho and basically he's the guy who wrote The Alchemist and oh, basically what he says, it. I have The Alchemist back here, but He just says, maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe it's actually about unbecoming everything that isn't really you. So you can become who you were meant to be in the first place. And that, when I read that, I was like, oh, that just like totally stuck with me. And then also it's unbecoming potentially of someone like me to want to talk about some of the things that I want to talk about. Unfiltered, unapologetic, and just 
completely unscripted. And I feel like, you know, I swear on my podcast all the time. And my editor was like, do you want me to bleep that out? I'm like, no, let's make it explicit. That's who I am. And when I get fired up and passionate about things, I don't care what comes out because I know somebody's meant to hear it. And so for me, the whole unbecoming is just releasing the perfectionism, the expectations, the judgment. So you can step in powerfully into your life so you can create the ripple effect that you're meant to create. And I just find that even just giving people permission to be themselves is so tricky because when you start to like really be yourself, things, people, opportunities come up that you're like, ugh, this is interesting. And it's a challenging moment where you're like, the old me really wants to do that because for my ego, it feels really great to be on that podcast or create that program Mm -hmm. or speak at that event. But then you're like, let me actually get back to who I am and what I say that I'm passionate about, who I say I am, right? Because that's all we are. It's like, who you say you are, if you're acting with integrity, is who you Mm -hmm. are. We should be able to take people at their word. And so for me, unbecoming has been such a process in my own right of unbecoming all of the rules and all of the things that have been placed on me, even from when you're a kid and then when you get into adulthood. One of my friends said to me, she's like, you know, you're a total jerk to yourself when it comes to rules. This is a couple of years ago. And I was like, whoa, I've never thought about it like that. And I remember saying to one of our mutual, actually one of the people in the mastermind, and I was like, stop being a jerk to my friend. And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, stop being so mean to yourself. Like all the things that we're supposed to be doing and how on earth are we supposed to be balancing all of that? I really feel like this whole issue of balance is like... I don't know. I'm an all or nothing person. I'm a pendulum yeah. swinger. I attract pendulum swingers, the all or nothing kind of people. They're like, I'm going to be over here and I'm going to, yo. it's like the yo-yo <laughs> dieters for sure. I mean, I can a hundred percent resonate with that, but it's the people who want it all, but don't believe that they're really worth it and don't understand why, oh. but, but they're going to tell everybody that they are worth it. And even when you were saying the compartmentalization of I'm a mom over here, you know, for me, it's like, I'm a soccer player over here. And mm-hmm. then I'm a business coach over here. I have my workout friends and all that over here. And it's it's when it's so compartmentalized that you realize that none of it is bleeding into itself. Mm-hmm. And that is a really dangerous place to be because you don't want to walk into a room and have to like automatically adapt, right? You also no. don't want to be the jerk in the room that like is annoying, but you want to be all the people that I really admire. And I'm sure this is the same for you. And you can tell me if I'm wrong, but the people who I really admire in the world are people who are so confident in themselves And yeah, of course they slip up, right? Of course they're going to have bad days and they're going to have days where they're wondering, is this, you know, what's the point or what's going on here? And am I really creating at the best of my ability? But those people are also the ones who are going to step up and show up every day because they know without a shadow of a doubt who they are and what they're here to do in this moment. And they're just here to be present. Like that's the Just being here to be present is a gift and it is your power. And I think that often people think I'm going to step into my power and I've seen, I think I've observed, even of myself, people thinking that stepping into your power is being louder, more shouty, <laughs> maybe more visible. Maybe I'm going to step into my power and I'm going to be really controversial. No, stepping into your power for me right now means leaning into being the very, like the most optimal version of Joe. And the power in being yourself is scary it's quite a thing because it brings up, I mean, you know, I'm in your boxer. <laughs> it's scary. It brings up a lot of stuff, right? And when you allow yourself your own power and you trust it and you connect with it, that's when you'll find people flocking to you, whether it's clients, whether it's friends, it's people in your life, whatever it is. It's about leaning into who you need to be, as you said, in this moment in time. And it's not about 
taking on the power of someone else. It's not about assimilating someone else's methodology or framework or business or lifestyle. It's about what your power is. And that might change every day, every week, every month, every year, every decade, certainly. Like whatever you need to be at that moment is powerful. And when you show up in your power, and that's a phrase that we hear a lot, but if you dissect it, what does showing up mean? It means literally rocking up to wherever you're, you are in life and your relationship and those conversations as you, in your power, truly aligned as you. That is phenomenally, intentionally huge, which people understandably are really confused with. And so I love what you created with your Momentum Mastermind, which was a space for that particular journey and momentum to happen in a really safe container. And I think certainly the group transformational process is incredible. Yeah, I I have to say the two things that in my business have challenged me the most, but gotten the best results have been my podcast and my mastermind. And I think the reason that I believe that it has been that for that reason is just because for unbecoming, that was a whole unbecoming process in itself. And all the emotions of like, oh my gosh, like, does anybody care? Is this a good name? I think it's a great name, but, but, and it's just the highs and the lows. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, do I have anything to say? Let me turn on my microphone. Turns out I have a lot to say. And then, oh, that's so exciting. (laughs) But for me, I was, you know, and and this is the thing, all my friends are like, well, of course. I'm like, yeah, but you have that doubt in your head. That's like, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. All these things come out and then you're like, oh my God, turns out I'm better than I thought I was, you know? And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so in my power. And then two minutes later, I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. It's riding the highs and the lows. But for me, the mastermind is like my favorite thing in the whole world that I've ever done in my business. And that says a lot because I I feel like I have a very colorful business experience. And one of the things that when I, the people that are attracted to me, I always thought it was because of my business experience. And this is something I was just sharing with you the other day is I asked my mastermind, my current mastermind, I just asked them, what did you need to know about me before you joined? Like, that's just... I wanted to know, because I think it's really important that I continue to put that out there, whatever they needed to get into that place. And I thought it was going to be, well, you've worked with so-and-so and you've had these results and like very results oriented. I've always been a very results oriented person. And so that's just naturally where my brain went. And the uh, comments that came back were the complete opposite. Mm. And it was like, I just followed you on Instagram for a long time and saw your lifestyle and just agreed with your mentality and knew we, that we would be friends. Someone else was like, I actually didn't even know what you did before <laughs> before <laughs> I came to your event. And she flew all the way out to Sonoma to be in this thing that she didn't even know what I did. And I just wow, thought, wow, love that power though of you literally showing up as you on social media that someone is attracted to the essence of you. I mean, I would say what like as a friend and as someone who has faced me in a mastermind as well, but like certainly as a friend, my God, like you, you question, like you invite me to question things daily and you will hold up a mirror. You'll invite me to question and you'll have so many insights. And also the fact that you'll be like, oh yeah, I'm just off to so-and-so now. I'm going to you know jump on a plane and go, well, I'm like, awesome. Like you are living as what you talk about, and it's so far removed from a strict business 
thing that the, the people who are attracted to you will be the people looking to combine all that stuff as you said it's business and life with one like I don't see any any difference in my business and life it's just Joe yeah. <laughs> and you're Phoebe and we are here with a message and our message evolves we rock up we want to inspire people we, you know, we want to have a legacy of change and that can't be for me certainly just left aside in a spreadsheet over there yeah. in a business vault somewhere so Phoebe's I mean, I, well, I could happily talk to you all day, and we do. Um, <laughs> I know that you do have a mastermind. Are you inviting yeah. applications at the moment? I am. I'm doing it really through right now is just um, through people who are contacting me on Facebook Messenger, on Instagram. And then I, I do have an application link that I can send people yeah. if they're interested. Yeah, it's really, as you said, like a great mix. I think a very seamless mix of business and personal. And I think the business stuff is what I know and what I'm, what I'm really great at. And the personal side is what I'm not great at everything, but those two things, I feel like I'm, I am really good at asking questions and the power of the reframe and inviting new possibilities that you didn't see possible, but there's proof when you look for it. And so inviting those new possibilities, creating new possibilities for your life is truly what I'm passionate about living a full life that where you do feel alive and you feel in flow more often than you don't. And that's a life certainly that I lead most of the time. You know, I'm definitely not going to say I'm perfect because that is by no means <laughs> my intention. But just to say that to help people see a new possibility for themselves in their life and business. And I oh just, gosh. I'm super passionate about that. So let's yeah. know where we can find you. Where can we find you on the interweb? Yeah. So just my name, which is always tricky. I always thought that maybe I should have, I should change it, but I was like, you know what? It's a strong name and I like it. So yeah. Phoebe Morocek, um, on Facebook, that's just my business page. You can send me messages through there on Instagram. I am always, as you know, I'm always on Instagram. Keep it up with stories. Yeah. I use my, you know, what I would invite people to do is if this is resonating, go through and read some of the stuff um, on Instagram, right? Just like I always say to people, get a really good feel for who you're working with. Make sure you see what they actually think, what they put out there, what their ideas are. And so go to Instagram and, you know, I use that sort of as my blog really to mm -hmm. come out with the thoughts and whatever's in my head. I just put it on the computer and, you know, my phone and Instagram. So if it resonates, I would love to have a chat with you through either one of those, but I'm, yeah, I'm very happy to send application links if that's Something my guys, I can't recommend it enough reaching out to my beautiful friend here. Find her on Instagram, you know, at Phoebe Rochek. This lady is a joy to have in my life. And I'm just so honored to share you, Phoebes, with my audience and my friends online. And, um, you know, I'm going to have to have you back to talk about funnel stuff as well. We've touched on funnel stuff today, but <laughs> your breadth of knowledge and just what you bring to every conversation is just so amazing. So thank you so much for sharing about Unbecoming and about what we're working on, about the importance of flow and rocking up as, as who we are so peeps if you are listening to this as the podcast then definitely reach out to Phoebe and if you're on the live and you want to leave us a comment below on the replay then do that and we'll reach out to you Phoebe thank you for being here thank you and if I could just say one more thing I just want to like publicly because now I have you on air and you can't get away from me uh, <laughs> just to say how much I absolutely adore you and just what oh, you're doing no, no, it's just amazing. And so I am so honored to be in your presence just as a friend, as a, you know, a business friend, all of that. Business personal I'm friend. To cry. <laughs> <I'm alive. laughs> 
I just, this is, I knew you couldn't get away from me. So I did want to like quickly steal a minute of your time, but just to really honor you and say how much just your own growth has inspired me, has inspired so many other people. And constantly I am just in admiration of who you are in my life for me and for you and for your family and for your audience. So thank you so much for showing up as you consistently. And I just, I love you so much. I'm really grateful to be in your presence. I honor you, babes. I received that. I'm going to have to go and weep that one out now. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, darling girl. All right, everyone. We'll see you later. Thanks, Phoebe. Bye. Bye.